You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. This is the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast, where we read the Bible out loud, like a conversation. Why? Because I believe the Bible is a conversation, a conversation between you and God who loves you so much more than you can imagine. It's not irrelevant. It's not stuffy. The Bible is just from real people to real people, and it's about a very real God. So last episode, we read the first half of Paul's letter to the Christian church in Philippi. And uh, today we will read the second half. The book of Philippians is, it's pretty much Christian living 101. And last time I talked about a key theme being humility, how it's basically like the, the direct line to being like Jesus. But we can't finish reading Philippians without being struck by another major theme of the book, joy. In fact, the word joy and other words like it, like rejoice and joyful, are used 16 times in these four chapters. And it's especially poignant, remember, because Paul is writing from prison. He's been beaten and arrested, and it could be discouraging when he wants to be out there telling people about Jesus, right? But he's finding joy in his circumstances, and he wants to make sure that his readers maintain their joy even when life is hard. It doesn't mean being happy, joy doesn't mean happy, but it does mean having a peace that God is in control and that he's being glorified even when we're uncomfortable. So let's see what that looks like lived out in Philippians chapter 3 and chapter 4. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me, indeed, is not tiresome, but for you it's safe. Beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the false circumcision. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the the flesh, although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh. If any other man thinks that he has confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, and concerning zeal, persecuting the assembly, concerning the righteousness which is the law, found blameless. However, I consider those things that were gain to me as a loss for Christ. Yes, most certainly, and I count all things to be a loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I suffered the loss of all things, and count them nothing but refuse that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own, that which is of the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I might attain to the resurrection from the dead, not that I've already obtained or 
am already made perfect, but I press on that I might take hold of that for which I was also taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I don't regard myself as yet having taken hold, but one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and stretching forward to the things which are before. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as are perfect, think this way. If in anything you think otherwise, God will also reveal that to you. Nevertheless, to the extent that which we have already attained, let's walk by the same rule. Let's be of the same mind. Brothers, be imitators together of me and note those who walk this way, even as you have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I told you often, and now tell you even weeping, as the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is the belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who think about earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from where we also wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will change the body of our humiliation to be conformed to the body of his glory, according to the working by which he is able even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, my brothers, beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I exhort Euodia and I exhort Syntyche to think the same way in the Lord. Yes, I beg you also, true partner, help these women. For they labored with me in the good news, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose name are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. In nothing be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honorable, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's any praise, think about these things, the things which you learned received, heard, and saw in me, do these things, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at length you've revived your thought for me, in which you did indeed take thought, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak because of lack, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content in it. I know how to be humbled, and I also know how to abound. In everything and in all things, I've learned the secret both to be filled and to be hungry, both to abound and to be in need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. However, you did well that you shared my affliction. You yourselves also know, you Philippians, that in the beginning of the good news when I departed from Macedonia, no assembly shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again to my need. Not that I seek for the gift, but I seek for the fruit that increases to your account. But I have all things and abound.
I am filled, having received from Epaphroditus the things that came from you, a sweet-smelling fragrance, an acceptable and well-pleasing sacrifice to God. My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, to our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Christianity is not for the faint of heart. It requires you to constantly resist the urge to lose heart and give up. And that's why Paul is urging us to rejoice in everything. How? By praying about everything. And then continue to fix your thoughts on true and good things instead of the fears and anxieties that are fighting for your heart. It's okay if you don't get it right all the time. Even if Paul knows that he may need to say it again, rejoice. That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.